0: I'm Jordan. And I'm Doyle. And I've got something I've got to say tonight. Jordan, what would you say if I told you that my right to throw a punch ended at the very tip of your nose?
1: Go. <laughs> um, so I would say... uh what a cliché statement, Doyle. <laughs> no, um, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a, I think there's a lot to unpack from that statement. I think it's an important statement to look at and see about, you know, maybe why it's a little bit of a cliché. and um, But what I think the meaning is uh, intended behind that or, you know, what it's trying yeah. to convey um, and kind of – Maybe we can have a conversation around that. Uh you know I know we've talked a little bit about this sort of thing in the past and I know you and I personally have had a lot of conversations around this sort of a topic. Um so I uh I think it will be interesting for us to kind of again unpack that, just kind of have a sort of maybe philosophical discussion and just see where it takes us, which will probably be to the end and beyond of this episode, sure. but <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Um so the the I think An important place to start with the unpacking of that statement um, is that there's two concepts that um, are really important to think about with it. One is the concept... Of right because it really assumes what a right is that anyone knows what a right means where it comes from uh why some people have rights or do all people have rights you know there's a lot of Mm -hmm. questions around that particularly um and then there's the implication of what is throwing a punch right so uh throwing a punch meaning uh, physically that i'm you know cocking my fist back and then i'm pushing it forward to you you know but i stop before i actually physically strike you um and what is communicated by that actual action um and so uh, the rights discussion will take a little bit longer i think the, the the second part of that discussion with the the uh uh, motion of the punch, which is not actually a punch because it doesn't actually connect with you, right? Is the more is the quicker conversation. So maybe we start with that. Um, sure. So from my perspective, uh, a lot of people would say. Sure, yeah, uh, the, the the right to throw a punch, uh, your th- right to throw a punch ends at my face, meaning that uh, as long as you're not hurting me, you can do what you want to, basically, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people would disagree with that as well. Um, I actually go in the camp of those who disagree with that. I don't think that it's necessarily 100% strictly your right to do that, and the reason being is because there's threat implied by you throwing right. your fist at me, and you don't in have... Yes, you don't have the right to threaten me, right? You, you have the right to, to say that, uh, oh, you're ugly. Oh, man, you have a real punchable face. You can say stupid stuff like that, no problem. But once you start acting like you're going to do something then you have set off a chain of events that go outside of the bounds i think of rights we could and we can talk about that overlap later but my opinion is no you don't have the right to throw a punch at me and stop at my face because if i see you throwing a punch at me i'm going to react as if you were actually going to punch me because that is a threat to me
0: before the before the result right yeah, yes absolutely. right in, 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 in my
1: in my my uh Bound in rights, or, or or guaranteed in rights, or however you want to say it, right to defend myself. Absolutely, you know, I, and, and I and I know
0: you know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, the question was a very facetious, you know, yes. silly question <laughs> um, because it, it's it's a case of it really gets to to at least begins to, to to open the door to the to the topic that I think that we really wanted to talk about, and that is, you know. First of all, what are rights? And we're going to define and talk more about that shortly. But right now, what is, what is an action? What, what is it that, that uh, people are doing, right? The, the, yeah. the uh, authority, the permission, the uh, capability to do certain things. And, and the implication is uh, I can do it as long as it doesn't hurt you, right? But your response, uh, uh, I think, speaks to the, well, it's not quite that far. Right. Because there's there's the point in time where there's a a threat or a belief based on the the behavior could lead one to believe that that. That. Harm was open and then the ability, the the other person's um, authority, permission, you know, Right, if you will, to, to to use that term ahead of ahead of the uh, the conversation, uh, to defend themselves, right? Like you said, because it, you if you had to wait until the punch landed, it might be too late, right? Because well, if be the late, punch too, is a
1: gunshot, right,
0: then it becomes then it becomes it becomes a a not a defense. It becomes a a reaction or or revenge or uh uh, uh, uh retribution, if you will you know, for, for the uh, act that had occurred. Um, uh, and so the, I think it, it is, it is a facetious point, but it does open the the mind some, or at least mine to the whole thing about, well, we want to be able to do what we want to do. Sure. Most people do. And, and most people uh, are, accept of, are accepting of the situation where I, I can do what I want to do and you can do what you want to do, as long as it doesn't affect me or doesn't affect someone else negatively that's not as easily uh, understood or as easily defined or as easily seen as as people sometimes want it to be
1: well and just those terms even affect somebody negatively why is that why is that the uh, uh standard to which we should judge whether somebody else should be doing a certain action or not meaning that that what what constitutes negatively right that's that's a it's a hard hard fuzzy thing to define
0: it is, and and it lends itself to personal personal interpretation and personal belief systems and values sure, yeah. and things of that sort as well, um, and that's why I suppose it becomes a very difficult and complex uh, a, a complex point to, to kind of break break down. Uh, but what, what about let's let's take it from the the punch thing because that one's uh, I think most people can clearly see the 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 flaws with with that as as a as a, a way to define you know someone's right or permission or, or uh, authority to do something, uh, whether it's self-authority or you know external authority, internal or external. Uh, but there are other things, you know, just in life, right, that, that, that people go about doing or are, are want to do, right? Uh, you know, uh, drugs, you know, uh, or alcohol or things of that sort that uh, people go, well, you know, it's, it's me. It's my body. I should be able to do what I want to do. And to a great extent, I, I, I agree. Uh, there, but there may be bounds, and, and the whole the whole idea of defining those bounds. So, so what say you on on uh, how those bounds? Because you mentioned about the harm, the defining the as long as it doesn't bother me or harm me or hurt me. But what would you say in in, in categories like that and those types of situations where the, the what, what's the harm what's the potential harm what's the uh your perspective on, on that
1: so uh, what what situations particularly are you talking about you mean the drugs and alcohol or do you mean other well, things just, just those as examples right but if there are other, sure.
0: other so, kind of category of things i'm not, at I'm not really well i mean the, uh, the talking yeah, about yeah. drugs and <laughs> illegality all that kind of stuff. that's not that's not sure. the point um, well, I Although, mean, can spawn from that conversation. Uh, yeah, I, I
1: think I think it, it's not exactly the same point, but it's the same um, line of questioning for sure. Sure. Um, so I, I think that uh, I, I have a view that is uh, uh, pretty. I try to be as self consistent as possible with the things that I, the views that I hold, um, and I. I Uh, vision or or i see myself as a principled man and as such um i have to accept the consequences of the principles that i espouse and stand upon um if i don't then i'm i'm not certainly not a a man with much integrity (laughs) and i try Mm -hmm. to be that as well um so um one of those principles is that um I can't define for someone else what is harm for them because I don't want someone else to define what's harm for me, right? This is the, uh, golden rule, right? Treat your neighbor as you w- like to be treated. And that's, that's one of the, uh, um, I guess consequences of the code that I live by is that, um, I may not agree with what you do, and in fact, I may vehemently disagree with what you do, and I may be using every breath and, and in my body, every moment I have, to try to persuade you to not do what you're going to do, um, uh, th- something that I see as harmful, um, but I, I don't believe that I have any... R- uh again i keep falling into this word right but right sure, to sure. to to uh stop you by using force right that mm-hmm. has to be the line is me uh initiating that force against you um and uh it, it's different if you, I see that you are aiming a gun at an innocent bystander, or anybody, really anybody at all, right? Because I, I and I have to act in that moment based on what I believe that where, where the the problem lies, right? Um. Um. So, but if if I if I see that you're aiming a gun at somebody that i know to be innocent then i feel that it's within my right to defend them um or, or that, that's escalating right so i mean that's that's the whole <laughs> uh, upper bound of the force side of things um but uh and, and, I, and i know that wasn't in the intention of the question the question was really the opposite end of it um but so i want to take that extreme of example to say that uh, there are times i believe when it is legitimate for one to act in defense of another but one should not presume to understand or know what's best for another unless you have some reason or basis for that for example if i, if I had children right i certainly have a reasonable basis to understand what is best for my children so if a a random stranger is pointing a gun at my child i'm going to take care of that threat right because that is what that is is a threat now however if it's some random person pointing a gun at another random person i don't know what what transpired before that action so that could have could be a full legitimate response to whatever that person did perhaps i don't know Right. Mm -hmm. Unlikely, unlikely, if that person is unarmed, that that's the correct response. Um, But one, in that case, I don't want to insert myself into a potentially fatal situation is is not my position to do such a thing, nor do I think it's anybody else's position. Again, we're getting very escalating because that's that's the so far. Let me pivot and and look at more toward what you're talking about. What you're talking about is what people call victimless crimes. Right. Where something things that are crimes now. Right so it makes almost no sense to talk about things that aren't crimes right now. So we can maybe eschew the alcohol to some degree. And I, sure. I think that there, there may, there's some, uh, I think there's some actually, well, I, maybe I don't want to issue alcohol particularly. Maybe we, well, the, the thing is because with alcohol particularly, I think that it's more dangerous than something like marijuana. I really, really do. And this is, this is, comes from somebody who has never ever in his life used marijuana. I really believe that alcohol is more dangerous than marijuana. Um, of course, maybe that's me speaking from a level of ignorance because I don't have that experience, whatever. Uh, I think you would be hard-pressed to find many people that would argue in the opposite direction. And if they were, I would really want to know their reasons for, for that. Uh, certainly from a health perspective, we know for a fact, particularly with marijuana, you don't have to you know burn it to inhale it. There's lots of other ways that you can uh, ingest and imbibe it. So uh, you don't have to uh, necessarily um, uh, get okay. the... the the yes long, the long, breathing smoke problem long. right you yeah. know you can uh, extract that out of it uh, and then when you do that then then there's very little evidence that there's long term problems with uh, uh even you know you know high marijuana usage i just i don't want this to become like a marijuana podcast no. but it, I, suffice it to say that i think that alcohol is much more dangerous than marijuana so there's that um but I don't, I don't want to stop somebody from drinking. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I I, I think that if you if you really uh, indulge in that, you know, on a, a, a frequent basis, um, you're at, at best you're going to be wasting a lot of your life, right? Um, and then at worst, you may be completely destroying your life um, and, 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 and and greatly shortening your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, but if that's some, what somebody wants to do, I mean, I don't think that it's in my it's not certainly not within my right. I don't believe to to stop them. Now I may do everything I can to persuade them. Right? could be may, maybe it's my best friend, and I can see that he's an alcoholic and he's really just killing himself drinking. You know, you know, I would do everything I could to be like brother. What can I do to help you? I, I, I really want to 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 you know help you through this this problem that you got, uh, or, or con- try to convince him it's a problem if he doesn't believe it's a problem. You know, do whatever I can. Um, and so I would do that. But I don't have the right to go and try to, like you know, pour out all of his booze or whatever, so th- to try to protect him or anything of that nature. So, point being that um, it all falls back to this idea that I don't want other people to define for me what's a harm for, for me to myself. So I find it not correct for me to define what's a harm to them. Harm in the sense that it requires force to prevent or or to ensure.
0: So, so, so it it raises the question. Um, th- there are layers and degrees of, of harm, or of potential harm and harm, right? Because mm-hmm. um, we talked about the, 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 the punch using the head again, and it stops at the nose. Right. Th- there is some degree of harm, right? Because it creates fear. If not, if not physical, Absolutely. harm, it creates but potentially could create fear. and and that's a harm right i mean you know people don't like well some people like to be scared that's the reason they like to watch horror movies and things of that sort but i mean but those are but you only like that
1: because you know it's in the context of of you're not going to get hurt
0: protected right right. it's artificial right uh but when you when you talk about the the alcohol and that's one that i think uh uh, alcohol uh, because i agree with you that that alcohol has has probably greater impacts and risks to, to an individual, the, the misuse and overuse and abuse uh, relative to to, to uh, marijuana, because it's kind of hard to OD on marijuana. I, not that I know I don't, but I'm just based on... That's reading, what I understand research, about it too, <laughs> sure. Yeah. And But it, it, one could. I mean, there have been you know alcohol deaths, right? The alcohol oh, poisoning sure. where they just drank too much and, and it just poisoned the body. Um, what about the other degree, other layer of harm, potential harm of to society? And and by that you go. Well, by what does that mean? Well, uh, a, a father that is is an alcoholic and has uh, he's he's no longer you know providing for his family and his children, and and maybe maybe the 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 children are endangered because he's drinking and, and driving and carrying his children with him. And obviously, I know the law can can respond to that. But I mean, but that's the law. That's the statutes, right? Versus versus the 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 idea of harm. Um, uh, what say you on—and I, I don't mean to be reusing that phrase too much, but that just seemed to come out naturally—what uh, do, what do you say about that kind of layer or degree of harm that, that starts, gets out of the individual and gets into the, into the community and the society?
1: So I want to take out two things that you're talking about because there's we got to be careful with words here because when you say um, harm to community or society, I don't think that a drunk person driving with their child in a car is is a question of harm to society. It's a question of harm to the child. So that child's being harmed by the parent. Um, So that's I think that's a clear case, right?
0: But what if it's another person that he's driving, you know, impaired and and, and wrecks? I mean, that's is the harm. only when the accident happens and the person is injured or killed, or is the harm the risk? That's that's sort of where I'm getting. The at. harm the-, the
1: harm harm has to be a a result of something happening, right? Um, uh, because the the reality is there's because think about it from a logical perspective. Uh, if I uh, let's just say I I do something really stupid and I get drunk and then I go drink. I go drive.
0: Right. <laughs> that, I guess that would be about right. So have you have, have you have you already been imbibing? Is to the... <laughs> right.
1: get, get even drunker? Uh, now, so I, I get drunk and I go drive, um, and um, and I, I, I have a wreck. And let's say you know, thank God, I don't kill anybody. Nobody really gets hurt. We just have some car damage, right? And that's mm-hmm. it, right? There's harm there. Because clearly property was damaged, but nothing like it could have been if somebody was actually injured or, or God forbid, forbid, killed. Um, So there's clearly harm there. What if I get drunk and go drive by myself um, and uh, I go and uh, make it home and I'm fine? Was there harm there? If there, Um, If there was, then we have to point to where that harm is okay so, so i was asking you that
0: question but but okay boomerang it back. well,
1: to me. <laughs> I, well it's not a boomerang it's it, uh, it's it's a uh, it's a rhetorical question right sure. I, I don't think that you can point to where the harm is right because it's the well, the society right and it, well, I, I, I understand then, what you're then saying.
0: how do you then how do you point to the harm of the fear that that's sort of why i made that parallel that, that is there is there a layer a degree a
1: a a uh because you can see it, you. If somebody's punching you and and the, and the fist is coming at your face, you can see it. You know it. You're aware of it, right? That's the harm that you see it. You know it. You're aware of it. If you're driving, uh, or if and you see somebody who's a drunk driver, uh, you you are definitely within your. If you want to sacrifice your car, you're definitely, I think, within your total right to ram them off the road. Um, and then you know you have to figure out the the things about it later, and of course that's not legal right now, right? But I'm saying that I think that that that, that would be an acceptable resolution to that to stop other people from getting hurt because you're protecting other people at that. So, point. But but you again, maybe that's only valid out in the middle of nowhere or something because like then you could you're could harm other people. So th- right. there's risk everywhere, right? That's the real thing.
0: But, but, but you're answering the question the way uh, I expected you to answer or or I, I would have logically driven to that answer. I wouldn't have used that analogy, although that's a pretty good one, I think, because most people, you know, I think any of us that have been in this world for any length of time as an adult uh, have probably seen someone that you perceived either was drunk, impaired, not paying attention, or something. Sure. You've seen the vehicle, and you go, oh "My gosh, something's not right about that vehicle." Totally. What, what do you do? What do you do? Do you uh, do you ram them off the road? It's never occurred to me, although it may now. That if it ever happens again, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend I it. it <laughs> you no. Know. Uh, but but you think we'll call the police? Well, you call the police, and by the time the police, no one will say, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Then the person is long gone unless right. you follow them. We'll follow them. Well, that's that's real safe, right? right? You, you have someone that's that's impaired. Then what do you do? I mean, I you watch and witness and become, you know, yeah, I saw that happening. I knew they were going to kill somebody, and, and by Jimmy Joe George, they did. Um, uh, you know, I, but but the the, the point I'm I, I'm getting at is is the fear harm enough? To take a defensive act, and, and you said, you know, in some case you said you you felt that was within your right, within a person's, yes. you know, right to to save and protect
1: others. There's the distinction between between that defensive act and that proactive prohibition, right? Of of, of saying that that um, th- this this activity is in and of itself harmful, right? Because, and,
0: okay. and I, see, I see the distinction that you're that you're making there.
1: Right. Um, but but it, it's, it's a case it's of akin, not the action, it, but the associated behavior around, yeah, surrounding that. Right. Situation. Well, it, it's akin to like this. Um, if I get on the road and drive, I may be met by a um, drunk driver, and mm-hmm. uh, so there, there's that risk, right? And, and so, is that harm to society? It was the same question of if I go out into the woods and I happen to be um, in a, a field or in, a, in the wood that I don't understand or know that there's hunters in, and I mm-hmm. get hit by crossfire or something like that, or not crossfire, but you know, I get hit by mm-hmm. uh, hunter fire, um, mm-hmm. that risk is there, and it's really the same thing, uh, but you have to ignore the idea of of drunk driving laws to to take this but let's let's say there's no such thing as a drunk driving law at that time those two act, those two activities are the same thing do we believe that we should stop hunters from hunting and this is this is weird because it sounds like I'm trying to make a, uh, an argument for driving drunk
0: argument. <laughs> but um Well, that you're going on the second amendment path uh, the second amendment path but uh, well that too <laughs> Either, either um, way there, there's a, yeah there uh, there are, there are has to go down should we want to at some point on those topics.
1: Right. Uh, uh, should we stop hunters from hunting um, uh, because they may hit a, a stray person walking in the, the woods uh, versus... but. but I'm, I'm getting myself in a knot here because I'm not really trying to argue that we shouldn't have drunk driving laws. But but my point being is that there's risk, right? You go out into the world, no matter what, there's risk. And no matter how many uh, laws – let's say law is how you can actually stop uh, or you at least believe that you can stop people from doing behaviors you don't want them to do, the things that are harms to society, um, then uh, – uh, you would want to make a law against drunk driving, but does that stop drunk driving? There's laws against drunk driving. That's kind of the point. Do, it's reality you have to deal with.
0: You 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 do know that laws don't prevent anything.
1: Yes, I know this.
0: Of course, I know this. Yeah, you know, I know you do. But, you know, and 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 which you know, uh, uh, my undergraduate degree is in criminal justice. Not that I'm a legal expert. I'm not, but I know a little bit about. A little yeah. thumble, uh, full about the legal system. I actually worked in it for for a number of years uh, when I first got out of college. Uh, laws are made to react to to behaviors that were, that that have, have have occurred, not to stop. Yeah. I, you know, uh, one of my one of my instructors in college was a a former FBI uh, agent, and and our crime prevention class, uh, he, he showed us all the tricks. So if we wanted to, we could have become pretty good crooks because he showed us how to break in, right? And he said, I'll show you this. He said, because this is what the crooks know. Not that I expect you to go out there and do that. He said, you need to understand crime prevention laws don't prevent uh, crime. All they do is slow down the criminal. Locks and crime prevention and laws keep honest people honest right so the people that aren't going to break the laws aren't going to break them anyway even if they weren't there they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, do those behaviors
1: that's my position and that's that's what i people don't understand it doesn't keep honest people honest honest people are honest period end of story that's it, yes. that's
0: Fair, fair clarification. It doesn't keep them honest. It, they would be honest regardless.
1: Yes. Right. They're if, not an honest it, it, person. If if we evaporated all laws right now or, or removed all laws right now and somebody would go and murder somebody, they're not an honest person period at their core they're just not that's that's the thing that people need to realize and i think people just don't understand not to say that they're irredeemable i don't mean that at all but if somebody is 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 there's like some writing on some piece of paper that's stopping somebody from doing something that's really heinous I, I, I have no problem saying they're not a good person not that they can't become a good person but they're not a good person
0: <laughs> well there's there's a, a this, this uh, lady that's really really close to me and we talk a lot about about worry right <laughs> you know, and how do you how do you not worry yeah. and and you know and, and the the conversation that, that we've had it so much now that she can have it, Uh, with me standing there not saying anything because she can repeat my part. And my part is, is if worry changed a thing, I'd say worry all day, but worry doesn't change anything for the good. It doesn't, the only thing it does is change the things for the bad. And I think there's a (laughs) parallel there with the law. I I, I got a parallel
1: too, I'm sorry. I'm go ahead. Please. please
0: But but, I mean, the the point of the the, the laws, they don't do anything good, right? They, They deal with bad and or create bad in some cases. Yeah, right. By by by, uh, statutorily criminalizing certain behavior that, to your point from up, up, up in this conversation, to your point that, why is it wrong? I mean, it's it's what does it harm? What's the harm? What's you know, and who who is to define what harm is? And uh, I think uh, I think not to get into deep of a historical perspective, but I think that's that's. A, a fallacy, a flaw, uh, and and these are things that are just my eyes are starting to open over the last you know weeks and months have been opened more widely than than uh, ever in the past. And you know I'm a pretty young guy, so mm-hmm. uh, not really. Uh, but i um, you know there's things you you just go we took things for granted for so many for so many years for so long you know for for you know generations upon generations, and you go why is it that way? And and I think laws are one of those. Uh, you know, laws. Think about the laws that we have today, compared to the laws that were on the books 200 years ago, right? Yeah. Back in the early 1800s, the, the there weren't that many laws, right? It was it was all about uh, about uh, righteous people, and then if something, you know, you, you protected yourself, yeah. And and you know, we've seen all the, the the cowboy movies where you know they had a sheriff in town, but typically they just happened to be somebody. They said, hey, we need you to help protect us. Excuse me. We need you to take care of the criminals that we bring to you. We're going to protect ourselves. I'm sorry. I need to make that clarification. Yeah. Because they did, and and basically the sheriff just just took care of the the, the, the bigger batter criminals, or or, or, or what, uh, or ha- managed the jail, right? The the two cell jail <laughs> that they were just in there until they could get the circuit well, judge through. And,
1: most sheriffs were were um, uh, basically your. Uh, town mediator, right? Yeah, because you, you would I'd have people that like bar fighting, and he would get in there. Like, All right, guys, who started this, right? And then there'd be an honor system, and be like, "Yeah, I started it," and like, why? Well, whoa, well, so he he was messing with my cows the other day. And like, Did you really do that? Yeah. All right. Get in the jail for a day. You know that sort of thing. I mean, it was it was really like True wrist off. slappy sort of stuff. Um, sure. But it was a system that everybody respected, right? And and because of that, it worked. Um, because Even the <laughs> But well, for the most part, yeah. Because the reality of it was that. Um, People took responsibility for their own lives, for their own actions, and and uh, tried to be as honest as possible. Don't get me wrong; I'm not I'm not painting some uh, Pollyanna picture of the past because there was lots of negative stuff too. Absolutely, uh, sure. But a lot sure. of that worked because of the scale, right? You're talking about a hundred people, like tops. Like, mm-hmm. come on, that's like that's like big if you're talking about like in the West, and, you know, back then. And so, you know everybody knew everybody, everybody knew everything about everybody. And it was, there was like, you couldn't hide anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course that's not where we're at now. Right. Right. So,
0: so I I think we, I think we uh, have gotten to a a vehement agreement on, on the idea of, of uh, harm, potential harm and the, the uh, self uh, authority to determine or at least we believe this. We're not talking about the statutes. We're talking about uh, uh, talking about just from a a personal and you know uh, uh, per, uh, interpersonal perspective or intrapersonal
1: perspective. In you know, the there's, term there's, of the system, extra legal, <laughs> extra legal, right?
0: Uh, you know that that there's there is a, a at least to, to me an absoluteness about um, the choices of, of things that I can do. Uh, and the, uh, the, uh, my ability and my prerogative to determine the amount of harm that is acceptable to me, not yeah. someone else tell me what's acceptable harm yes. to for me. And, you know, and, 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 and even when you stretch that out to the, the question that I posed earlier about what about the layers or the degrees of it as it goes to society, um, I, I think you, you said it well that even then, there's this uh, degree of self determination, unless the action results in harm. Yes, right. And and I think sometimes that 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 harm can be uh, universal, universally understood. And and by that I mean it's not a matter of you know how many knots on your head you got because as a result of it, but it could be some some somewhat empirical. Uh, outcome or or result, you know, sure. tangible outcome or result. Um, now, going back to the drunk driving perspective, that's that's one that you know there's there's a very thin line to where it can go from acceptable to tragic pretty quickly. But, yes, uh, to the to the point, uh, to the point. I think you made earlier, uh, you weren't arguing against you know, DUI laws. And, and I'm not making that, that either. We're just using that example as, as a as an extreme analogy or extreme case to sort of see the point. Right. And and that it's it's uh, uh it's it's more absolute than people uh want to acknowledge or even realize sometimes. Yeah. And they, they, uh, they right. surrender they surrender those prerogatives uh, uh for decision making to uh to I won't say to the government, but to the statute makers, uh, because they do surrender those rights, right? Because sure, you know, if, you, if you believe in, in, in how our system of government and and, and uh, uh, legislation uh, is expected or supposed to operate, that the legislators are not born there, born into those positions. Although sometimes that's. Almost questionable if they are or not, because families tend to have the, the lineage, uh, you know, that continues to serve. But they're tend to they're supposed to be elected by the people. Right. And uh, and so the whole it's aspect- even more fundamental
1: than that. It's even more fundamental than that. Our 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 entire if we're talking about the United States, the, our entire country uh, was founded. And uh, then the Constitution, again, we, we need to have a separate conversation about the Constitution. But the, the purpose and, and the idea behind the Constitution, and this is well documented in James Madison's writings, um, was not that. It was instituted as a uh, rights holder or rights granter. It was that the 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 people, the people or the states, however you want to think about it, um, had their inherent rights that some of them they granted to the federal government because it would protect them in ostensibly a, a better way than the individual states or individuals could themselves. Um, and so th- versus most people think about that inverted. That you
0: know, I think that's, that's a real nice uh, segue into the, into the, the, the rights point, because you mentioned, you mentioned that there, uh, how did, what was the term you use? Uh, it was not the one that's in the constitution, the inalienable rights. You used a, a, a different term that, that, implies innate. Yeah, and you said inherent, right? I think or inherent, inherent or sure. yeah, yeah. Um uh but you know that, that's what uh, that's what was said, right? That that we are endowed by our creator with inalienable rights. You know, and sure. most school children uh at some point in time through their, their educational years will encounter that and not have a clue what that means. What document was that? The the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence. Which one? That's what I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm asking. <laughs> I give. a narrative to the two. It's <laughs> not the Magna Carta.
1: <laughs> Manifest Destiny. No, Uh, it was, it was the uh, Declaration of Independence. And Declaration of Independence is a vastly superior document to the Constitution, in my personal opinion. We, again, we need to have a conversation about that. I, I, I think that this is a good place to wrap it up. I want to mention two things, though, because it, uh, we may not come back to the things we talked about today, and these two things are relevant to the things that we talked about today. Sure. Uh, we talked about criminal justice uh, mm-hmm. a little bit, um, and, and one of the problems is that uh, – and you were talking about how uh, – I think about how laws are framed or whatnot, uh, and this was related to the point of uh, not being um, uh, deterrent – to crime right crime's going to happen um and part of the problem is not only is it deterrent there's a um uh, a um, lack of disincentive and that sounds like a weird way to phrase it but there's a lack of disincentive to to breaking a law because our criminal justice system is punitive and not restorative and what I mean by that is that when you are found guilty of having broken a law, the way that we assess the damages for that generally are – and, and this is uh, uh, particularly criminal law, right? We're not, we're not talking about uh, civil law, but in criminal law, the way that we assess the damages for that are through punitive measures. So you have to go into prison, you know, uh, parole, all that kind of stuff. Um Versus it being restorative that the uh, the um, um, person found guilty of the crime has to pay remuneration to those they committed the crime against. Um, you, you know, go ahead. And so um, that lack of having to pay that remuneration, is, uh, like on its face, is. Uh, uh, problematic because two things one it d- does not acknowledge the loss of the person who has been committed the crime against or you know their their uh, party um, and two uh, it, it, it creates a, a bad system that allows the, this sort of thing to fester and grow and fester and grow and just spiral out of control and that's what we have with the the, the uh, federal prison system and even you know state prisons all prison system really Sure. That's my op- you know, opinion on it. A, a, a sad
0: commentary on what you just said. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I was uh, uh, my undergraduate degree was in criminal justice over forty years ago. When I was in in that degree program, the the uh, one of the things that we were taught or, or we we learned was this this there is a theory and it was a divided theory on what the purpose of the criminal justice system was. Was it retribution the punishment or was it restitution which you use the term remuneration very similar yeah. but i mean those were the two terms that that you know when, when you take a test you had to write what's what is rest you know retribution what is restitution and and defend right you know as they teach, try to teach you to think you know how to uh, critically on, on, but it was it was a, a divided uh, 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 a group of divided uh, thinkers uh on on criminal justice theory even over 40 years ago and it still exists today oh, sure. although sure. although well, I think the, the division isn't as strong. I think it's more stark that the system has, has uh, ditched itself more in the retribution, in the punitive, right? Add more years, add more prisons, add more, you know. Because, inmates. again, there's a perverse
1: incentive to do that.
0: And, and you know the second sad thing? What's that? The recidivism rate. In in the late '70s, actually the early '70s, because I was studying in the mid to late '70s, I just gave my age. Uh, but the, the the recidivism rate was at two thirds, sixty to sixty-five percent. Same thing it is
1: today, if not higher. Right, exactly. And, so, and so if, if a system truly works, right? if exactly if a system truly worked, that should be trending downward. Yeah, absolutely. because uh, because it, it, there, there's just too many incentives on both sides. Criminals are incentive incented to uh, deal and and accept the the and system yes and then uh there's incentives on the side of of the system itself to grow so that uh, the 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 because it's a pri- there's private industry around it um and mm-hmm. and and that private industry is in engage- in engaging in corporatism which is an extremely extremely anti-capitalist behavior extremely i can't say that in strong enough terms extremely anti-capitalist behavior so, um, so
0: make sure you let us know how you really feel about
1: right, it. Right, dude, I do. I, because because people are like, oh, that's <laughs> capitalism. No, it's not. It is the exact opposite of capitalism. <laughs> like, no, holy crap. It's, manipul- uh-huh. it's manipulatism. Yeah. Um, and right. so the other point that I wanted to make, uh, the first was mm-hmm. the the uh, retribution versus restitution mm-hmm. thing. Um, and the second thing is, uh, and, and this to me underlies, is, the, is the, the fundamental principle that I think people miss about this, is that... Law can never create or instill virtue, ever. People see that as the function of law, and it never can, and it never will. Because the people who butt up against those laws have already lost some measure of virtue, and that's why they're in that position bumping up against it. Of course, we could talk about the surface there, because there's so stupid laws and all of that kind of stuff, but I'm talking about things like you were talking about, the general, like murder, rape, things that are generally right. like anybody would accept that that's wrong. Indisputable, um, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, um, and so, uh, and so th- th- those laws can never instill those virtues. Thus, they have no reason to exist per se in a monolithic system that applies to everybody. Because only if you accept that they can instill virtue, do they have any reason to be cast in a net that covers all of society? Yeah. Yep. Agreed.
0: Agreed. You know, as as always, we we come from a place of of. uh, 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 discussion, uh, differing points of view. Sometimes we feel like we go away from slightly perspectives. And I think, I think we have pretty similar, uh, uh points of view, uh, certainly uh, parallel uh, value systems, I believe for, for oh, yeah. no but I thoroughly enjoy, uh, Bouncing thoughts, ideas, and even sometimes, you know, a, a, a little gig just just to get the, <laughs> get the energy up. Because I think I think th- that sort of is is you know the whole idea behind. We, we got stuff to say. We we've got oh, yeah. things we want to say, and uh, you know, we're we're just two guys, uh, you know, talking it out and and getting things off our chest, sharing what we think and feel and believe. And 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 I'm I'm thrilled uh, uh, for the the privilege and opportunity to be able to do it.
1: Absolutely. Uh, with you. I, same and likewise Doyle. I, I really appreciate the opportunity and, and I have to say that I really enjoy engaging with these kinds of topics at this sort of cerebral level because I think that um, it's important to do that right it's important not only for people listening right because I think that that's, there's definitely some benefit there but there's it's important in refining how you think about things right particularly with another individual because they can offer a perspective that you don't have and so that that To me, I think that's that's one of the biggest indicators of of why it's great that the First Amendment to the Constitution is the freedom of speech, because without freedom of speech, society in any way that you want to cast it or, or imagine it will absolutely fall apart. No question. No question.
0: Uh, I I look forward to, to the next one. I would love, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to digging more deeply into this, uh, inherent and inalienable rights. (laughs) What, what we think that means and, and how we think that it's being, uh, used, misused and and abused now. I think that's, I think there's, there's uh, a lot of things in in that space that, that, um, uh, I think we can, we can chew on and amongst others too. So.
1: I I think, uh, and and here's a little preview, I think the concept uh, and the word right is under a vicious attack and has been for decades, maybe centuries at this point, Um, Mm -hmm. likely centuries at this point, but certainly decades (laughs) Yeah,
0: No question about it. So um, I, I certainly can't claim to be uh, in the same category as the great philosophers, but, but I do get to feel like that even in some small modicum of, of, of measure that I'm getting to be a little minor little bit of a philosopher to share some of, of my philosophies and I love hearing, hearing yours. So, you know, so maybe, maybe in, in a, a couple of thousand years, you know, there'll be stone tablets that, that talk about <laughs> the philosophy of Jordan.
1: <laughs> well, here's what I, here's how I feel about all that is that any philosopher that we would regard as great who regarded himself as great is no great philosopher. Uh, excellent excellent point excellent
0: perspective I, I agree and i was saying all that tongue-in-cheek sure yeah i know but we get to wax we get to wax whether it's poetic or not that's for others to judge but we get to wax a little bit on i, I prefer on to wax prose. <laughs> yeah there you go prosaically you go. well all right sir uh until next time uh it's been a pleasure as always uh and enjoy it and look forward to the next one absolutely do. we'll talk to you next time have a good night All right, see ya.